right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the American Pale Males podcast, where two dudes drink some beers and talk about it. How's that for a new uh, intro? I, w- I was waiting for you to, uh, like, how's that for a new intro, other host? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really uh, give you an opportunity no, that's to fine. jump in there. Uh, I'm Jeremy, and with me there. as always is... Uh... Michael. Yeah, I, I didn't even intro me. I know. Every episode is someone's first episode. That's or at least true. that's what they say. Well, after testing that new um, intro out, I'll, we'll have to scrap it and go back to the old one, I think. I mean, we can be two rude dudes with twos <laughs> if you want to, Michael, but I don't know <laughs> if this is 1992 again. Uh, do you remember Rude Dog? I was just thinking about that. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I... I wasn't allowed to watch that, I don't think. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I rem- oh yeah, I remember this. I don't think it was that bad, comparatively, but maybe he was, I mean, he was a rude dog, so. Rude dog and the dweebs was the TV <laughs> show. <laughs> I forgot about that part. You can probably watch all this on YouTube by now. Yeah. That was from 1989. Good. L- rude dog is a fictional white cartoon dog originally get. I don't know why they had to put in that he's a white dog. That seems kind of weird. It makes me well, feel uneasy. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. Rude Dog is still around. Oh, my God. Sorry, I found Rude Dog US. Oh, it's different. Okay, never mind. It's, <laughs> uh, it's tool belts. Okay, I'm seeing some barn grills named Rude Dog as well. And That is the least surprising thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, Jeremy, should we get into some trivia? Let's do it, Michael. What do we got this week? We have... A couple categories here. We have the family, which includes a kid's card and an adult card. Mm-hmm. And last time we did both. And then we also have Baby Boomer. Let's go Boomer, shall we? Yeah. You know, we did pretty well last week, mm-hmm. um, but I'm. this is probably going to break that streak of doing well. I mean, probably. But we'll see. Probably. You're, you're almost certainly right. All right. Here we go. I am just went with the next card. No shuffling, no anything. Mm-hmm. TV. I like TV. Who played Adam, the Cartwright son who finally left home? Oh, boy. Is that, uh, is that a, uh, oh. It's like Father Knows Best or something. Cart, I, fe- I feel like Cartwright was from a Western thing. Oh, oh, yeah. It's not John Wayne. It's not going to be one of those people. Uh, no. Spuds McKenzie, I don't know. Uh, we're, on, yeah. co- we're on fictional dogs and it's throwing me off. So we'll say Slim Pickens. That's actually not that bad of a guess. He was in Westerns. Pernell Roberts. Never heard of him. Off to an inauspicious start. Well, maybe it's a distant relation that will be at your wedding, Jeremy. It's possible. (laughs) Uh, uh, I think this is Silver Screen. What comedian immortalized the opening words, Hello, Dare? Oh, oh no. That's like something we should know, but we don't kind of know. Yeah. It's not Bud Melman. (laughs) He was on uh, Late Night, right? He's something like, he's like, what is it? Oh, this is going to drive me insane. Because there's a Smodcast about this where they talk yes. like oh. unendingly. That's where I know that, yeah. Hello, dear. I, I, uh, Bud Melman. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Artie or Archie or, I think. Marty Allen. <sighs> I was sort of close. I got the vowel right. <laughs> NN. I don't know what that means. It seems to be sports related. Knock knee. What? <laughs> what sport saw the Chinese defeat the U.S. men 5-3 to three and the women 5-4 to four 
at Peking's Indoor Stadium in 1971. I'm guessing soccer. Yeah, as far as the score goes? Well, that and I, like, the only other thing that I can think of is, like, hockey, but I don't know if the Chinese have a national hockey team. Right. Um, I feel like, oh, that game that they play in India, cricket. I I, I feel like America doesn't have, like, a cricket presence. Curling was not a thing at the time, to the best of my knowledge. I'm I'm going soccer. That seems reasonable. Oh, I was going to say this, but I didn't because I thought the scores went higher than that. It's table tennis. Ah, crap. You should have said something. I should have. Never hold back. Yeah, you're right, you're right. right. This is clearly all your fault. Yeah. (laughs) I saw Forrest Gump. I know how this goes. Exactly. Brown category, pub, P-U-B. What clean-cut teen idol authored the book Twixt 12 and 20? Clean? Donnie? Donnie Osmond? Oh, I He's mean... He's clean-cut. He is clean-cut. The Twixt is throwing me off. Oh, you think that's gonna... Clean-cut. Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah, let's go Donnie Osmond. Okay. Oh, Pat Boone. He was a I didn't teen... know he was... Oh, he yeah, was exactly. Teen idol? <laughs> I've only known him as a, as a uh, old, old man. Old man, yeah. Me too. Uh, a birther. Is he a birther? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Amongst other things. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think the only thing I know about Pat Boone is that he moved in next door to Ozzy Osbourne, and they became, like, friends. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And he made that album. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? That No More Mr. Nice Guy. Heavy metal covers. Paradise City, Panama, and her Sandman is from 97. Good Lord. You've got another thing coming, Smoke on the Water. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Holy Diver? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you'd like the album, Jeremy, if it wasn't jazzy (laughs) and smooth. All Music gave him two stars for this album. He's wearing a leather vest on the album cover, which is (laughs) suspect. LT. Still don't know what that is. Lieutenant. It stands for Lieutenant Mike. (laughs) What comedian did Vietnamese boatmen mistake Hubert Humphrey for during his February 1966 tour of Vietnam? Bob Hope. That's reasonable, right? I feel like Bob Hope did a lot of USO stuff during Vietnam, and Hubert Humphrey was kind of a dumpy white male. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, as, you know, all the politicians of the time were. Jeremy, you are correct. Sweet. I got one right. I am the greatest. <laughs> what twosomes hit When Will I Be Loved was revived by Linda Ronstan in 1975 Sonny and Cher? Sure The Everly Brothers I didn't I thought there was Who are the uh, the country brothers that have like there's four of them and one of them sings uh, a real low bass Oh Did they sing Elvira? Did they sing that song? Maybe The Misfits have a song called uh, Vampira the Oak Ridge Boys? That's who I'm thinking of, thank you. Yes. <laughs> My mom likes the Oak Ridge Boys, or at least did back in the day. And when I looked up Elvira, I got lots of pictures of Elvira, that mm-hmm. uh, lady. <laughs> she was a, a movie hostess, much like yes. Joe Bob Briggs, if memory serves. And uh, much like the Crypt Keeper. Oh, yeah. I feel like she had a movie to herself. Yeah. And I remember when we would go watch basketball at the... Uh, so my father's been a firefighter since before I was born, and the chief owned a bar in my hometown. And so all the firefighters and their kids would go down there on, like, Saturday afternoons to watch football or basketball or stuff. And just mm-hmm. I remember there being a lot of Elvira cutouts down there in the late 80s and early 90s. 
Oh my gosh. That's funny. She had her pinball machine, I think. She did have a pinball machine. <sighs> I think she's still doing the Elvira thing, too. More power to her. Yeah. In any case. In any case. Should we get into the beer today, Jeremy? Yes, Michael. Uh, we are continuing down the, the light hand path. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That was on the spot. I didn't write that or anything. Uh, and we're going with... Do you want to say? Should I? You can say it. We're going with one that I've been eyeballing for quite some time. From Founders Brewing Company, we are going with Torigo Hoppy Wheat Lager. Yes. ABV of 6.3, 35 IBUs. Some color text for you, Michael. We're strong believers that the only thing better than brewing beer is brewing beer with friends. We worked with our pals at Mahu San Miguel to bring the recipe for Trigo, which is Spanish for wheat, to life. They brought their lager brewing expertise, and we brought our hopping expertise. The result is a clean and crisp wheat lager with big American hop aromatics. Salud! Now, I do have to say something. Not to put a damper on the proceedings, but... How old is this? No, 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 no. It's about founders. I don't know if you're aware of the founders' allegations. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, But... So we have this beer. We're going to try it. Uh-huh. For those who out there who don't know, maybe get educated. And I, then, I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Make future decisions based on what you think about it. But the uh, Founders has some serious allegations of, uh, what do I want to say, systemic or like internal ingrained racism within Ooh. the company. Yeah. Yipes. And there's like a lawsuit out there from a former employee about it and... If you type in Founders Brewer Brewing into Google, the fourth thing down is racist. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's not to say we can't judge this beer independently, but I thought as long as we're bringing the company up on the show, we yeah. might as well yeah. spread that message and people can make the decisions they want to about what they do in the future. Here is uh, the, the quick and dirty of this for those uh, from vinepair.com, October 11th of last year. Founders Brewing is being sued for racial discrimination. Former employee Tracy Evans says he was fired as a result to attempt to make a formal complaint to human resources regarding incidents of racist behavior, including employees using racial slurs and the alleged existence of a white guy printer and a black guy printer in the founder's office. Yes, oh boy. that's the gist of it. And there's some other yeah, you know, like uh, forum posts of people who work there who yeah, have other things yeah. going on there. Oh boy, this is bad. If you ever yipes, even tangentially hear about from Blackbeard Twitter, is there a Blackbeard Twitter? Yeah. Interesting. A good one is uh, Beer Culture with a K. <laughs> He's a beer fan and a, a pundit of sorts, I guess you could say. Okay. Uh, saying pundit in a positive term, I uh, know it's kind of a has a connotation behind it, but mm-hmm. in this in the literal definition of pundit. When you hear the word pundit, you just imat- automatically assume. A big head filling your TV and screaming <laughs> at a camera, or like yes. Stephen A. Smith yammering on ESPN. Yes, <laughs> yeah, not like that. But as somebody who has a, an informed position and speaks to it, I guess you could say, mm. and that sort of abundant. So, mm. oh boy. So yeah, I didn't want to put a damper on the show, but I also didn't want to just gloss over that. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's get into this allegedly racist beer. <laughs> yeah. See, this is. These things like this are always just, they make me feel bad all around because Founders makes good beer on the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I agree with that, too. It's it's sort of, well, no, it's not like Bohemian Rhapsody because that's not a good movie. But <laughs> I love that clip of all the edits. Oh, did you see that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not the best editing. It's the most editing. 
<laughs> yeah. But uh, it's like there's this is a, a yet another case of separating the art from the artist, which is becoming harder and harder these days. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the can on this is. It looks like it has some perhaps Spanish-inspired artwork, is it my guess? It won a uh, a contest of sort, like yeah, art, it says, art prize. Yeah, it says that on there. A woman in yellow holding a flower. Is that a carnation? I, I don't have, know. I don't know. I'm bad with flowers. I've, I did <laughs> not do good in plant class. Okay. It smells hoppy. Yeah, I, I was going to say the first thing. It looks crisp and effervescent. What kind of mm-hmm. glass are you using, Michael? I'm using a shaker. I'm using a, uh, I believe it's a Nonic glass from Pipeworks, as gifted to me by the very good Spud, nephew of mine. But it's very, very deep straw color. Go for it, and then I'll go in now. Do you remember what the last lager we had was, Michael? This is interesting. Yes, I feel like we go, well, I mean, the world on the whole of craft beer tends to skew hard to the, the ale side of the spectrum. Yeah, craft Craft, sure. craft, definitely. Yes. Yeah. But but as is established, I am a big fan of uh, lawyers, pilsners, things of that yes. nature. Same here. It seems like it's hard to find a good pilsner, but it's probably not. We're just not looking in the right spaces. Right, yeah. What are you thinking about this one, Michael? I like it has the body and the feel of a lager, mm-hmm. but it has um, a nice hoppy taste. And pretty bright hoppiness, it's not... It is pretty bright. Yeah, it's not getting too West Coasty or something like that. So it it fits the overall profile, but it's still different. It is kind of herbal as opposed to fruity. Like mm-hmm. the the hops kind of fit that weird middle ground where it's not really it it doesn't fall into one of the clean boxes that hops would normally fall into. Right. I'm curious as to what uh what hopping profile this uses. Mm, I wonder if we can figure that out. Um, it's kind of a yeah like a grassiness like a. Uh, a meadow type hop um, and that kind of fits in with at least the imagery of wheat if not the flavor mm-hmm. are you getting anything out of the wheat in this michael um, maybe it's part of the mouthfeel a little bit but there's mm-hmm. not a huge weedy flavor because um, our our last beers were wit beers mm-hmm. so we're doing a kind of uh there's a through line going on here right which is interesting did we plan that a little bit, <laughs> indirectly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, we did. Um, ad hoc. <laughs> ad hoc, more like. Oh. <laughs> what are you thinking, Jeremy? This is definitely crushable. Yes, yeah. It's a very light beer. I like the graininess on it. That Yeah, there is a grain to it. That's probably the other major pro- uh, taste profile. Mm-hmm. Aside the hop is just kind of grainy uh-huh. taste, which I like. I like that it's not terribly... Uh, strongly hopped it feels like it's very lightly hopped but like it's put in towards the end of the boil versus Mm -hmm. yeah kind of lemony yeah a little bit lemongrass this this is uh just kind of like a nice little uh it's like hearing a decent pop song on the radio you're like oh that's good and then you're just on this doesn't i don't feel like this would have staying power but you could do worse yeah it's a perfectly cromulent beer (laughs) yes I think I might have the hops here. This says Simcoe Mosaic, uh-huh. which I that makes total sense now. Yep. Uh, and Comet. Interesting. I don't know if I've heard of Comet. The dog from Full House. Are you going to read Jody Sweeten's biography, Michael, Unsweetened? <laughs> Is it about her crystal meth addiction? Yes. <laughs> 
amongst other things. I have not yeah. read it for the record. But uh, this one's kind of weird to talk about because it has a character. It's it's very definitively its own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of another hoppy wheat lager off the top of my head. But it's also just sort of there. Yeah. And I don't think this is old either. It doesn't taste skunked or anything like that. Oh, no, no, no. But I mean, like, with some of these hoppy beers, if they are, you know, beyond the uh, the sell-by or drink-by date... Oh, then it just dies. They, they can just die. A but, terrible I, death. But, but I mean, the hops are there. Yes. What do you think would be a good situation to have one of these? Because it's a little too weird to have it as, as like, a, a, a tailgate beer. Refreshment, yeah. And it's, it's a little more complex. It's a little it's bit... not complex enough. Exactly, kind of yes. Um, hmm... Because I, I have an idea as to where I think this would be a perfect uh, buy, but I want to see if you have an idea. Summertime cookout? Could do that. Yeah? What are you thinking? I'm thinking... Uh, Arby's. Mug Club. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this, is, this is a Mug Club beer. Summertime Mug Club. Very much so. Because it's... Well, Mug Club, for the folks at home, is <laughs> at the bar in Iowa City, amongst uh-huh. other big-time yeah. towns, called Brothers... On Thursday nights, you buy the mug for $5 and get to keep it, and all refills are $1. Is that still the rules? I mean, that's the rules 10 years ago. I have. Dude, 10 years ago, try uh 15. Yeah. Well, no, it was 10. No, that was, no you're right. Yeah. It was 10. Yeah, 10. 10. Yeah. We'll go with 10. Um, because it's, I could have this all night and be fine, I feel like. Even though it is 6.3, so you would get, your, you would get your bang for your buck. That's also kind of interesting about this one, because that's a... It's kind of, like you said, it's crushable. It's mm-hmm. not sessionable, maybe, per se, but it's that oh, six oh, oh. is pretty steep. So, uh, impromptu beer brag, Michael. Um, mm, I was uh, I, uh, at home playing some Battlefield Five last night and scaring myself silly with Resident Evil 7. Yes. But before <laughs> I went out, I went to Dirty John's and I got Super Cluster by Lagunitas. Have you had this thing? No. It is a... I haven't even heard of that. So it, I feel like it's a new one. Okay. I think I had it when I was at Riot Fest and went to the brewery, but in any case... Oh, this looks interesting. It's 8%, and it drinks like all-day IPA. Wow. It's dangerous, but it's good. So uh, check it out. Citra hops. Mm-hmm. Citra hops can make everything better, man. Yeah. Does this kind of compare, or is this is that in a different... This seems like a... Uh, Notch down from that, maybe? An unleaded version of that. Okay. Um, shall we rate this? Let's go for it. Michael, what are you thinking? I want to put it on uh, you. You know, I don't even know if I need to take a sip of judgment. I think I know. I'm going to give it a 3.75. Interesting. Because it's a cut above just a solid beer, because it's, it does a little more than just a solid beer for me. Mm-hmm. But... It's not like blowing my mind out or anything like that. Sure. Yeah, 3.75. That's the most decisive you've ever been on a beer rating, at least in recent memory anyway. For, yeah, I think so too. I, for some reason when I was drinking, I'm like, yeah, I think this is right about that. So I like this beer, but mm-hmm. as you've heard me hem and haw, I feel like it's just, it's got personality, but just not enough. And mm-hmm. I don't know what could change that because... I, we're getting a little bit of the grain of the wheat from the grain. The hops are very mm-hmm. delicately done. I like the hops. I like the fizz. The lager aspect of it is not the issue. But it's just kind of like too bad for heaven, but too good for hell. So purgatory. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of in this weird spot where 
Yeah, anyway, go on with your rating before I try to make a weird analogy Come again. Come on, Michael. No, keep going down this road. <laughs> just rabbit hole that you're doing. Um, I think that was Casper the Ghost was too bad for heaven, but too good for hell. They made cast dispersions on Casper the Friendly Ghost's character. And was this in a movie, the show? Like what That might have been the comic book. Oh, <laughs> like, I was going to be like, good lord, that is bleak for children's entertainment. Because... <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens <laughs> when you're not good enough for heaven or bad enough for hell. So you have to make a decision, children. No, but you end up with Christina Ricci, so... You do end up... Who was the boy who played live-action Casper at the end of the movie? Oh, good question. You rate it off. Oh, okay. The reason why I'm going down this Casper rabbit hole is because I'm still trying to decide. So I am going to go in for a sip of judgment. Hope that you figured this out. Okay. Uh, Casper voice was Malachi Pearson... Um, you mean Malachi? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Michael, have a son and name him Malachi. <laughs> um, I feel like well, it was I... someone semi-famous, like the middle son on Home Improvement or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like 12-year-old Jeremy would have recognized him. Wow, the plot page on Wikipedia is long. <laughs> Eric Idle was in that movie? This is who is the Bill boy Pullman? that played Casper? Devin Sawa. Okay, that's right. He of Idle Hands fame. Okay. And uh, Final Destination. Oh yeah, this guy kind of looks familiar now. Yeah. He has a distinct brow. He wow. Has, he has a weird face. Yeah. Anyway, now that we've gotten that out of the way, I think I'm gonna go with the three on this one. Gee whiz, I thought but it's still okay. middle of the road. But I mean, it's just not. It's not doing anything for me. I feel like if they would have either amped up or amped down the wheat, it would have worked a little bit better. Because right now, it's got a sweet backbone that I'm not really digging. Mm. Oh yeah, you and the sweets. It's kind of just clashing with the hops, I feel. If it had taken it down, it would be more of a sessionable thing, which would be good. But if they would taken it up, it would be more of a like a dinner beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's this is perfectly fine beer. It's just not doing it for me right now. Okay. And it is one twelve in the afternoon, so <laughs> another one down the gullet. It's another one down the gullet. In any case, so check us out at APM Pod everywhere. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, at gmail.com, and on Untapped, where host Emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And rate, review, subscribe. You can. You can, and you will. <laughs> but we'll leave it at that for now. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.